Before we start our story, we invite you to join the Circle Round Club. As a member, you can get ad-free episodes, bonus bedtime stories, early access to Circle Round events, and a personalized birthday message from me, Rebecca Shear. Join now and support the public radio podcast you love at WBUR.org slash Circle Round Club. WBUR Podcasts. Boston. What do you think makes a good leader? Honesty? Fairness? Wisdom? We're about to meet a mother and daughter who have differing ideas about what qualities a leader should have. One votes for a clear head, while the other votes for a warm heart. I'm Rebecca Shear, and welcome to Circle Round, where story time happens all the time. Today our story is called The Princess and the Bee. It was inspired by tales from Turkish, Tibetan, Arab, and Jewish lore. Some really great people came together to bring you our adaptation of this folktale, including Susie McGrath and Sarah Ferguson, Duchess of York. Susie McGrath is known for her roles in Star Wars Resistance on Disney+, and the hit kids podcast The Punies. Sarah Ferguson is a children's author, humanitarian, and creator of the Storytime with Fergie YouTube series. Her grown-up mystery novel, A Most Intriguing Lady, comes out next year. So circle around, everyone, for The Princess and the Bee. Once upon a time, there lived a princess and a queen, and the daughter and mother were as different as north and south. The princess was a friendly, free spirit. The queen was stern and no-nonsense. The princess spent hours in the palace garden, frolicking amongst the flowers and daydreaming beneath the trees. The queen was always working, writing laws, issuing decrees, and deciding verdicts in cases brought to her by her subjects. But as the queen grew older, The princess noticed that her mother was beginning to tire of all the law-writing and decree-issuing and verdict-deciding. So one morning, over breakfast in the royal banquet hall, the princess asked her mom whether it might be time to retire. Retire? You mean give up the royal throne? Well, yes, mother. You've been working so hard all these years. You deserve a break. But if I retire, daughter... Then who will become queen? The princess smiled. Well, I will, of course. I'm your only child, after all. I know that, dear, but you're not ready. The princess frowned. Not ready? I'm the same age you were when you became queen. This isn't about age, daughter. It's about experience. You're too carefree, too fun-loving. You're not near serious enough to wear the royal crown. With all due respect, Mother, isn't being Queen about more than just being serious? Yes, it is. It is. It's also about being clever and quick-witted and showing plenty of... Kindness? Because goodness knows I would give anyone the shirt off my back if they asked. You know I would. No, not kindness. I was going to say common sense. There's no use having a warm, fuzzy heart if you don't have a sound and sensible head. Therefore, if you truly wish to become queen, you'll have to prove to me that you have the cleverness, quick wit, 
and common sense that the job requires. And how am I supposed to do that? The Queen thought for a moment. I will give you a test. No, three tests. Three tests? Yes, three tests that will challenge your cleverness, your quick wit, your common sense. Pass my three tests, daughter, and I will step down from my throne and allow you to step up. So, are you ready? The princess paused and considered the queen's challenge. And then? You bet I'm ready, mother. Bring it on. Very well, then. For your first test, you must bring me a hunter. A hunter? What kind of hunter? You must bring me a hunter who throws away what they catch and carries with them what they can't catch. The princess scrunched up her forehead. But what kind of hunter does that? What kind of hunter throws away what they catch and carries with them what they can't catch? That is for you to figure out. Unless, of course, you're not up to the task. The princess threw back her shoulders. Oh, I'm up to the task, all right. Just you wait. Then she leaped from her chair and went marching from the room with her head held high. But when she got to the palace corridor... What is my mother talking about? She dropped her head in her hands. How can I find a hunter who throws away what they catch and carries with them what they can't catch? Hmm, I need to think. The princess made her way to her favorite place, the royal garden. She always felt calmer and more at ease as she strolled through the leafy shade of the trees and smelled the colorful flowers. But just as she knelt down to get a whiff of a bright red rose, Help me! She heard a voice. Someone, please, help me! The princess jumped to her feet. Who's there? Where are you? I'm over here, in the bird bath. The princess bolted over to the birdbath. Struggling to stay afloat in the cool, clear water was a fuzzy, yellow and black striped bee. I was racing to get away from a woodpecker that wanted to eat me. And somehow I landed in this birdbath. And I can't swim. Can you help me? Please? The princess felt a rush of pity for the helpless creature. Quick as a wink, she dipped her hands into the water, scooped up the bee, then placed it on a bush. There you go, Bee. All better. <sighs> Thank you. A few more seconds and I would have been a goner. Tell me, how can I repay you? The princess shook her head. Oh, there's no need to repay me. I'm always happy to help someone in need. But regardless, how in the world could a teeny tiny creature like you possibly repay a princess? Wow! You're a princess? I am. And with any luck, one of these days, I'll become queen. Of course, first I have to pass my mother's three tests, and... Anyway, it's a long story. I see. Look, I don't blame you for being skeptical, princess. But when the time comes, I promise, I will repay you for the kindness you've shown in saving my life. Just you wait. Then the fuzzy yellow and black striped bee buzzed away. Well, that was interesting. Of course I'm no closer to passing Mother's first test and finding a hunter who throws away what they catch and carries with them what they can't catch. But I'll think of something. I hope. 
kind of hunter do you think the queen is looking for? And will the princess find them? We'll hear what happens next after a quick break. Support for Circle Round comes from Indeed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And listeners will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Circle Round. That's Indeed.com slash Circle Round. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Before we get back to our story, have you heard about the Circle Round Club? It's a super fun way to support the public radio podcast you love and get all sorts of perks, including a welcome box with special Circle Round Club swag, weekly activity emails, monthly newsletters, and early access to Circle Round events. You can also get bonus bedtime stories, behind-the-scenes videos, ad-free episodes, and a personalized birthday message from me, Rebecca Shear. Sign up now at wbur.org slash Club. Welcome back to Circle Round. I'm Rebecca Shear. Today, our story is called The Princess and the Bee. Before the break, the queen told the princess she must pass three tests before she could take over the throne. While the princess was seeking the answer to the first test, she rescued a bee who got caught in the garden birdbath. The tiny insect promised it would one day repay her kindness. After it buzzed away, the princess turned her attention back to her mother's first test. Mother's first test was to find a hunter who throws away what they catch and carries with them what they can't catch. I know. I'll go ask the royal gamekeeper. He's my mother's official bird hunter and is always catching pheasants and quail and grouse. Perhaps he'll have an idea. But when the princess reached the gamekeeper's cottage, no one was home. Hmm. The gamekeeper must be out hunting. Yet he left one of his hunting dogs behind. Hello there, boy. The princess crouched down before a brown and white hound dog. The hound let out a happy squeal as the princess patted its head. But then, all of a sudden, the dog let out a whimper and began scratching its head with one of its hind legs. Oh, dear. You seem terribly uncomfortable, boy. Why are you so itchy? The scratching leg moved faster and faster. At last, the hound gave a great kick, and a tiny brown speck went flying off of its head. Oh, was that a flea? Was a pesky flea irritating you? The hound seemed to breathe a sigh of relief. But then, all at once, it set to work scratching again. Oh, dear. Just when you caught one flea and threw it away, now you have to try and catch another. Oh, you poor thing. If only I could... (gasps) Wait a minute! The princess's eyes lit up. Of course, that's it! The princess grabbed a blanket, wrapped it around the hound dog, then brought the squirming bundle to the queen. When the queen caught sight of the wiggling, wriggling lump in her daughter's arms, her eyes danced with curiosity. 
What on earth have you brought me, daughter? And what on earth is that noise? I've brought you the answer to your first test, mother. And that noise is the sound of hunting. The princess threw off the blanket, revealing the gamekeeper's hound. She put the animal on the floor, where it began scratching itself again. Every now and again, a tiny brown speck would go flying off of the dog's brown and white fur. As you can see, this dog is hunting fleas. He throws away what he catches and carries with him what he can't catch. The queen cocked her head to one side, then the other. Then her lips curled into a grin. Congratulations, daughter, on passing your first test. Now let's see if you have the cleverness, quick wit and common sense to pass your second. This time, you must bring me 1,000 trees in the palm of your hand. The princess felt her stomach fill with butterflies. I must bring you 1,000 trees in the palm of my hand? But how is that even possible? That is for you to figure out, unless, of course, you're not up to the task. The princess smiled. Nope, I'm up to the task. You'll see. Then she turned on her heel and strode out of the room, standing tall. But when she reached the palace corridor... What is my mother talking about? She slumped against the wall. How can I bring my mother 1,000 trees in the palm of my hand? I need to think. The princess went back to the garden and plopped down beneath an oak tree that grew in the corner. As she leaned against the rough gray trunk, a gentle breeze stirred the branches above. Boy, oh boy, my mother was right. This second test is tough. But I have to figure it out. It's the only way I can... Ow! The princess clamped a hand to her head. What was that? What just hit me on the head? Ow! There it is again! The princess glanced up at the oak branches swaying in the wind. Suddenly she realized what had been clacking her on the noggin. Acorns! Every time the wind blows, the tree drops more acorns. I'd better get out of the way. The princess stepped to the side and watched as the tough, round seeds fell from the tree branches and plummeted to the ground. Wow! Those acorns may be small, but their shells are hard as nails. But then I guess you have to be extra tough and durable if you want to grow into a great big oak tree someday. <gasps> Wait a minute! The princess's eyes grew wide. Of course! That's it! The princess grabbed an acorn, clutched it in her hand, then sprinted back to the palace. When the queen saw her daughter come running in, she crossed her arms and tilted her crowned head. Well, daughter, where are your thousand trees? They're right here, mother. The princess held up her hand and showed the queen the acorn. This tiny little seed will one day grow into an oak tree. That oak tree will produce thousands of its own acorns. Many of those acorns will grow into their own oak trees, which will produce thousands of their own acorns, which will grow into their own oak trees. Before long, you're bound to have a thousand trees, at least. The queen gave her daughter a long, thoughtful look. Then she gave her a smile. Well done, my dear. You've passed your second test. I'm impressed by the cleverness, quick wit, and common sense you've shown so far.
thank you, Mother. Don't thank me yet, because your third test is a real puzzler. And I need time to prepare for it. Meet me in my throne room first thing tomorrow, and we'll see if you have what it takes to become queen. The rest of the day, the princess watched as the palace servants wheeled box after box into the throne room. But every time she tried sneaking a look inside, ah ah ah, no peeking. The queen kicked her out. The princess's curiosity grew and grew, as did her excitement about her third test. But when she was finally allowed to enter the throne room the next morning, her anticipation turned to confusion. What on earth? Um, mother, what's going on here? Your throne room is filled with flowers. It was true. Covering the floor, wall to wall, was a thick layer of soil, and popping out of that soil were countless rows of flowers: lilacs and lilies, orchids and azaleas, carnations and chrysanthemums. Welcome to my new garden, my dear. What do you think of it? The princess's eyes roved around the room. I think it's beautiful, and it smells divine. But what about my third test? Isn't that why you called me here? It is. It's also why I've had the servants plant all of these flowers. You see, of all these gorgeous, fragrant blossoms, only one of them is real. The rest are fake, phony, completely artificial, crafted by the best artists in the kingdom, so that they look real, smell real too. So, for your third test, my dear daughter, you must tell me which one of the flowers is the real one, the authentic one, the one that actually grew from the earth, not from human hands. The princess felt her heart tumble in her chest. All of these thousands of flowers looked so real to the eye, and smelled so real to the nose. How could she ever choose the one authentic blossom? But just as she was about to give up hope, she heard a familiar sound. And do you know what was making that sound? Of course, the fuzzy yellow and black striped bee from the garden. I told you I would repay you for your kindness, princess, and now it's my chance. The bee buzzed into the room through an open window, then went whizzing from flower to flower. To flower, until at last it settled on a bright red rose in the corner, and took a big sip of nectar—real nectar. The princess's face glowed with joy as she called out to the queen, "I know which one is the real flower, mother. It's the red rose in the corner." The queen's jaw dropped so low it practically hit the floor. But, but how did you know? I made this test practically impossible. All the cleverness, quick wit, and common sense in the world could not have cracked it. I know that, mother. Luckily, I had a little help from a friend. The princess flashed the bee a grateful grin. The bee zipped around her head in a happy little circle, then went whizzing out the window and up toward the sky. Thus it was that the princess passed all three of the queen's tests with cleverness. Quick wit, common sense, 
and kindness. So when she became queen and spent long hours writing laws, issuing decrees, and deciding verdicts in cases brought to her by her subjects, she didn't just do it with a sound, sensible head. She did it with a warm, fuzzy heart, too. Now it's your turn. If you are next in line for a position of leadership, like a queen or king or even a school principal or sports coach, what are three qualities you would demonstrate? Maybe you're a really good listener. Perhaps you have a whole lot of patience. Or maybe you have an eye toward fairness and would ensure justice for all. Think about your qualities and describe them to someone you like to have fun with. After that, ask them to describe the three qualities they would show as a leader. This week's story, The Princess and the Bee, was adapted by me, Rebecca Shear. It was edited by Circle Round's supervising producer, Nora Sachs. Our original music and sound design is by Eric Shimalonis. Our artist is Sabina Hunt. Sabina has drawn a black and white picture for every Circle Round story, and you can print them out and color them in. You grown-ups can find all 170-plus Circle Round coloring pages on our website, wbur.org slash circle round. Special thanks to this week's actors, Shelley Lee, Susie McGrath, and Sarah Ferguson, Duchess of York. Susie McGrath is known for her roles in Star Wars Resistance on Disney+, and the hit kids' podcast, The Punies. You also can hear her in our Season 2 episode, Turtle Island. And Sarah Ferguson, Duchess of York, starred in our Season 4 episode, The Missing Night. You kids can check out her YouTube series, Storytime with Fergie. And you grown-ups can check out her mystery novel, A Most Intriguing Lady, coming out next year. As a global humanitarian, her charity, Sarah's Trust, has helped children all over the world, most recently in Ukraine and Poland. Our featured instrument this week was the harpsichord. You can learn more about this keyboard instrument dating back hundreds of years and see a picture on our website. Again, that's wbur.org slash circle round. Never want to miss an episode of Circle Round? Follow us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening right now. And please help us spread the Circle Round word by writing us a five-star review and telling your friends about the show. And have you heard? We've gone from podcast to the page with our new picture books. Our first two titles, The Tale of the Unwelcome Guest and A Taste of Honey, are out now. Visit wbur.org slash circle round to get your copies. Circle Round is a production of WBUR, Boston's NPR news station. I'm Rebecca Shear. Thanks for circling around with us. One of the best things about creating Circle Round is hearing from listeners like you. Circle Round fans have been telling us about their favorite Circle Round stories, and we're excited to share some of their voices with you. My name is Gabby, and though I live in the Philippines, though my favorite story is a mangoes in the middle. My name is Rafa, and I live in the Philippines, and my favorite Circle Round story is The Unfair Shell. My name is Miles. I live in LA. My favorite circle round story is Mangoes in the Middle because the mango and the other mango were arguing. Hello, my name is Dominic. 
and I live in Connecticut and my favorite soccer round story is Coyote's Wild Ride. My favorite part is when Ego says that's that's true leadership is not about quickness. My name is Harrison and I live in Berkeley, California and my favorite circle round story is the Shattering Clams. Hi, my name is Jojo. I live in Connecticut. My favorite circle round story is Share and Share Likes. My favorite part is when Bear tries to get Rabbit, but Rabbit gets Bear back. My name is Charity. I live in New York City. My favorite story is the patched up coat. I like the part when he says he slept like a baby. Did someone mention an episode you missed? No problem. You can find every single Circle Round story on our website. That's wbur.org slash circle round or wherever you and your grown-ups get your podcasts.